That's the lovers of Valderaro. Somebody wants. You know something we all want now, Gabe? To talk to James Morris. Hello, James. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, we're it's, it's very early for a jazz musician, but I'm going to get to bed too. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to bed, James? Uh, a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that, yeah. Uh, you, you are absolutely, like, unequivocally, like, the number one jazz musician, I'm going to say, in the world. Like, you are <laughs> such a hero. You're incredible for so many musicians oh. out there. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm just having fun <laughs> doing what I do. You have such a recognisable face. I mean, I've seen you all over Australia, uh, television and radio. I absolutely love to watch your face and your expressions as you're playing the trumpet. I think you've got the perfect face for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I didn't start out with the perfect face, I've been doing it for long enough now. I, it sh- my face should have adjusted by now. <laughs> I mean, James, it's really incredible because you, you got your first instrument at seven. You formed your first band at nine, if I'm getting this right. At 13, you were performing in nightclubs. Did that fascination with music always start from a really early age? Yeah, I think I was, I was only seven when I decided this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, basically, I can't say I planned out my career, but I certainly <laughs> said I'm just going to travel around and play the trumpet and play jazz and, uh, at seven. I think I was also going to be a fireman, but, you know, both. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do, and I just um, kept doing it. And as, as you said there, you know, I put a band together when I was nine and then I started working professionally when I was 13. So I think it's not something you decide to do. I think it's something you discover you are. Yeah, I, I can imagine you, though, at such a young age. Did you, did you have much swagger? I mean, to have a, a 7, 13-year-old <laughs> hanging out at a jazz club seems a little bit out of the ordinary. <laughs> oh, you've got, to, you've got to have a lot of swagger to pull off the nightclub at 13, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got to wear a tuxedo, and you've got, the main thing is you've got to behave like you're 18. So, yeah. um, um, but I was hanging out with, uh, you know, people much older than me all the time and all the band they were really old i think they were nearly 30 wow so um, <laughs> yeah i know uh, but but um uh, you know what when you say a lot of swagger i actually didn't mm. i was just so involved in the music and so wanted to play mm. that that just really drove me to uh, you know to do what i did yeah, you. I mean, you've done some absolutely incredible gigs over the years. You know, you've performed at the Olympics, performed for presidents, the Queen. You've performed at every major jazz club in the world. But has there ever been a moment where you sort of felt yourself kind of shaking your boots and like, oh, you know, this is like a really <laughs> big moment? Or is it sort of a case of once you're on stage, you're on and you sort of go into autopilot? I, I, look, I don't go into autopilot. I, I definitely am really into where I am and what's going on. But for some reason, um, when you're saying shaking in your boots, you know, if it's a really big gig, I don't know why, but for some reason it affects me the opposite way. So the bigger the gig, like, say, the opening of the Olympics and someone they said to me before I went on, you know, there's a billion people watching. <laughs> for some people that might make them a little bit, they might be a little bit nervous, but that just makes me excited. I go, wow, this is great, you know, and... So I just get more excited the bigger the gig is and more keen to play. So uh, I've never really been one who had any stage fright or any sort of nerves or anything like that. And uh, I'm really lucky because it's not like I worked on it. I just um, I just love playing music. And I love that feeling that everyone gets when you play music you know, and everyone gets into the music. And so it's not something to be nervous about, is it? It's yeah. Not something the, that makes you happy. What's the most exciting piece of music that you've ever played? So a, a oh, solo wow. or something that you just really get invigorated by? So hard to pick one. It's, it's like mm. 
That's like saying, you know, um, do you like what do you like better, pizza or fries? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you do you, you like better, um, James, pizza or fries? <laughs> no, I'm joking. You can't do without either. It wouldn't be a life without it both. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, as far as songs go, I do have kind of a signature tune. There's a piece called The Basin Street Blues, yeah. which was the first jazz piece I ever heard. Mm-hmm. and the first one I ever played. And so for years and years, I would always finish every performance with that song. So I guess that's probably the one, that, you know, like a, like, like a favourite song. Mm. What's, you know, you've performed with some incredible legends and, you know, you've had some incredible mentors as well over the years. What's the most yeah. sort of, what's the biggest like sticking point of advice you've ever received? What's that one thing you'll always, you know, fall back on that you remember? It's, it's pretty simple. It's just... Um, to actually get in there and do it. You can spend, you can make things too much. You're thinking about how you're going to do it. You can think about, you know, what you've got to do um, just to actually be doing it. And I give that advice to, to particularly the young listeners all the time. Pick up the horn or sit at the piano or pick up the guitar, whatever it is, and actually play mm. and actually do it as much as you can. And it sort of seems obvious to go, well, that's practices, and of course we know that. But no, it's actually just, just, do it, be playing. Because even if in your mind you're practicing, you're getting ready to play. It's yeah. not real playing. So I say, no, actually play as much as you can. Make music. And um, I've got a, a saying that um, is actually on the wall at my academy. It's like a you know one of those little mottos, and it says, in life, there's no rehearsal. This is the gig. Mm. <laughs> so I kind of like treat it like that all the time. How do you feel about when you hear the trumpet go from the jazz clubs and the jazz music into popular music? Oh, I love it. You do? Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get too... I mean, of course, I'm a jazz musician. I love jazz, but I play lots of other music too. Of course. Uh, just not as much. And, and I... The main thing is for me how the music affects people. You know that, that lift you get and how your world changes when you hear some great music. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. I don't mind if it happens to stick to metal or jazz mm-hmm. or classical music or whatever you like. Okay. Okay. I thought you might be a bit offended. Like, you're not worried. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I just prefer, it, it's kind of like, you know, it's. I don't want, here I go, I'm going to make a food analogy. I better get some breakfast. <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of like saying, you know, I like this kind of pizza, so there should be no other pizza in the world. You go, no, everyone should have what they want. Mm. I just want them to enjoy pizza the way I do, but this is the flavour I like it. Mm-hmm. I love that. James, we have loved talking to you. Same here, same here. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get to bed now. Okay, get to bed. <laughs> Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks so much, James. Thank you, James.